0: Allow me to reintroduce myself. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Supreme Decisions Legal Minute podcast. And today, I want to talk about something that is kind of nerve-wracking, to be honest with you. Because you heard me speak about coward training. You heard me talk about the officers in Arizona and how they themselves are out doing things that they know are wrong they're blaming the citizens for them shooting them they're looking at the world as if they are the ones that are to be served and they are not service men and women now over the weekend we had an officer by the name of Aaron Dean he was a police officer for the Fort Worth Police Department. And that's right on the outskirts of Dallas for those of you that don't know exactly where that's at. And over the weekend, he shot and killed a Tatiana Jefferson. And here's one of the things that I, I want to point out. Because, again, I'm, I use Arizona. As pretty much my whipping board, because they make it easy. but I want you to figure out understand something. I want you to see see something that i'm I want to show you. And while we're looking at a lot of the things that's being done, we watched Amber Geiger. she was tried for murder convicted. Only the third police officer in Texas to be tried and convicted of murder. The second in the last two years. And we talked about how she got ten years, she'll probably not serve more than three and a half. And we look at these types of situations one of the things that I want to point out is I'm going to do a couple videos because I watched not only the the um, the body cam footage of this incident but I want to give you some scenarios because today is for the police apologists those that always apologize for the police actions because they're supposed to be the good guys And I say it that way because they are no longer doing things that are respectable. And that's not all, but it's getting close to that because it's looking like it's more bad than it is good because when you're turning a blind eye and condoning someone's horrible actions, you're telling them it's okay to do it again. If you're not correcting that unruly behavior, you're telling them as, okay that's the message that you're sending to them that's the message that they're sending to the community and people this is one of the reasons why i i oh I'm such an advocate of the actual fight back because I tell everybody I'm an all or nothing guy i we we're going I'm gonna bet big all the time I don't always win, but when I do it is enormous because in this situation this young man falls right into the category of coward training Aaron Dean did something that was absolutely unspeakable and I want to give you perspective because there's a lot of you that probably are familiar with the story but don't exactly know exactly what went on so I'm gonna give you some of the perspective that I've kinda grown to see through the last couple of days. But I'm going to jump back and forth between Aaron Dean and a couple of the officers in Arizona. I'm also going to name an officer that was in Philadelphia. I'm also going to talk about another young man that's in California because I want to show you a pattern. Because at some point... You have to understand what it is that I'm trying to show with these videos to enable you to fight back. Because one of the things that I learned throughout my life, if you fool me once, that's shame on you. But if you fool me twice, that's shame on me. And if I keep showing you something, if I keep saying something to you, and it's not resonating... I show it to you once, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's that's an isolated incident. But if I show you that same incident in a different place, in a different time, in a different city, and but I keep showing it to you in place after place after place between officer after officer after officer, after, at, at what point is it them? I, I have to ask, at what point is it them? Because if I'm showing you something repeatedly repeatedly showing you that it's wrong, repeatedly showing you that these officers are doing it coast to coast, city to city, when is it on them? Because the law didn't change. The law did not change. But why are all these officers doing the exact same thing and then wanting respect? but not doing something that's respectable. And today I'm actually going to speak a little bit about the police unions because we've we've seen a small taste of it with my YouTube videos. You go from looking at the fact that I'm getting ad revenue and starting to pick up a little steam, and now all of a sudden 75% of my videos don't have ads on them. 75% 75% of my videos are not monetized. 75% of my videos are just up. Now, I don't mind that for the most part because you guys have been showing a lot of love to and support, and I appreciate you keep doing it. But I want you to catch something because we talked about 60% of officers being involved in, oh, excuse me, 45% of officers in Arizona being involved in officer-involved shootings. And 65% of that 45 have been involved in multiple shootings. And then we talk about the guys that have been um, brought up because they've actually killed someone. These guys are not being removed from the force. They're being promoted most of these people that are in multiple shootings that have killed multiple people that are being promoted also have multiple disciplinary issues within the police department they've had complaint 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 filed but nothing happens and then the police unions are doing things such as even in California where they're saying let's destroy evidence or destroy reports over 60 days so if you're if you're good for 2 months d- it's like you, you got a clean slate. Every two months you get a clean slate. So what that tells you is if you're not immediately fighting back, if you're immediately not doing what you're supposed to do, there's a good chance they're going to cover it up and lie about it. But that's why my channel exists. That's why these videos exist. That's why this podcast exists because I wanna make sure you are not only armed to win, but you understand the tactics that they're going to use. They're going to do things to frustrate you because even in those 60 days, if you remember my Freedom of Information Act video where I talked about how long they had to respond. So that means immediately after you're given something, you have to go to work. You have to start training. Because remember I told you when you signed that citation, You're signing that contract to fight. So you immediately have to do that. The fight begins right then. But you have to be willing to give up something to get something. Because every time you go up and you pay a ticket, pay a citation, whatever, and you don't fight, you're sending the message that it's okay to do what they're doing it's okay to violate your rights. It's okay to violate the rights of those that are around you. You are condoning their actions. So when something of this nature happens, this is something that you said, you know what, that's okay because it didn't inconvenience me. It didn't set me back. It doesn't hurt me. But what happens when it's your wife, your aunt, your sister, your mother, is it okay then? Are you still gonna sit back and say, you know what, I'll just pay the fine. I don't even want to be bothered with it. And when we're talking about this, I want you to I want you to understand something. It, because I, I I'm I'm kind of laying a foundation. It's a raggedy foundation, but I'm laying one. Because We looked at a young man that was fired for shooting a person in their back at one precinct. He was fired. Why? Because he was a liability. A couple months later, he's rehired. Fifteen minutes on the job after swearing in, he shoots another person that's running away in the back. I'm going to say that one more time. He does the exact same thing that he was fired for at another precinct. You look at the young man that was in Chicago who killed a 14-year-old child. He was fired because of that. He got another job as a police officer in another city. And we talk about they should respect, we should respect the uniform uniform should respect the fact that they made a promise to not only us but to God. They made a promise to themselves. Because I asked a young man one day while I was in Atlanta and many of you know that was my old stomping ground. I actually enjoyed it. We'll never go back. But I was speaking to an officer there and he almost short circuited whenever I got him to admit that he is a public servant. He, he His body just went into convulsions. But I asked him a question, and the look on his face was astonishing. I asked him, what is his normal contact with somebody? And he explained to me that he's a little aggressive because he doesn't know what they have. He doesn't know if they're trying to hurt him. He doesn't know what they're going to do. And I said, cool. I understand that. I got it. And I say, so you're afraid to do your job. You're like, oh, hell no, I'm not afraid. Well, those are signs of fear. Because you've got false expectations appearing real. So you're making judgments based off hypotheticals. And all of that's going through your mind. You haven't even opened your mouth yet. you already got your hand on your gun. You haven't even opened your mouth yet. But we're supposed to understand the decision they made on their own to become a police officer. We're supposed to understand that it's dangerous. We're supposed to sympathize with them. No, I don't sympathize with the window washer. I don't sympathize with the dog walker. I don't sympathize with the snake charmer. I don't sympathize with a whole lot of things. Don't sympathize with a whole lot of people. Simply because you made a decision that affects you. You ain't involved me in it, so I can care less about it. And you knew being a police officer was dangerous before you ever applied. So why should I feel sorry for a decision that you made? And then when you're looking at the fact that these guys are being able to cover up their discipline, which is why I tell people stop complaining to com- to police about police. Because why are you going to complain about a child to a child? Because that's exactly what it is. And just like I spoke about the Supremacy Clause and how it affects state, quote-unquote, law, when state doesn't have laws, it has statutes, codes, and ordinances. And law is federal. Why? Because federal does not change from state to state, county to county. Because the state only has safety issues. Again, jaywalking is not a a crime, it's a safety issue. Driving without headlights is not a crime, it is a safety issue. Texting while driving is not a crime, it is a safety issue. Because at the end of the day, I've talked about standing, I've talked about third party standing. I've talked about standing on your own. But we're, we're, we're missing parts of the understanding of it's my fight, but I'm going to fight yours too. That's what we're trying to do. And a lot of times we allow a lot of extra that's unnecessary. But the pattern that we're seeing is the fact that the police union are hiring low IQ people. They're not able to be controlled. They're doing irrational things because they're pumping them full of fear. They're telling them everybody's a criminal. Everybody's going to hurt you. They're creating cowards. And, again, this is why I bring up Aaron Dean. This is why I had to get the foundation for Aaron Dean. Because when you understand the story itself... Miss Jefferson's neighbor called. Not the 911, not the emergency line, but a non-emergency line. Not because he thought something ill was happening, but because it's 2 in the morning and it's probably better suited that a police officer shows up in a controlled environment for checking on someone who may or may not be injured again he doesn't want to walk around in that i understand that because when you have a certain skin tone it doesn't behoove you to walk up on something horrible it's not a great thing to walk up on a dead body it's just it yeah you got too much explaining to do and we know for a fact that most people don't care about the truth because he could have gone over there and just checked And, you know, oh, well. But let's say she had been dead in that house. He's now got to explain why he went just into her house. 2 a.m. Why are you in her house 2 a.m.? And nothing he says is going to make sense. Just understand that. Nothing he says at 2 a.m. going to somebody else's house, even if they are his neighbor, is going to make sense, especially if they're dead. So, again, I understand calling the non-emergency line. Now, here's the things that baffle me. They showed a video, and while showing this video, they make reference to two squad cars showing up, four police officers. Okay. None of them turn on their sirens. All of them park down the street. Why, why would you do that? If, you're, if it's a non-emergency situation... Why would you, one, park away from the place that you're going? That's one. And then two, why are your sirens not on to let people know that you are going to this place? When it's a non-emergency. It was not a burglary call. It wasn't a bank robbery call. It wasn't a crime is in action call. It was, hey, somebody might need to check on my neighbor. Her door is wide open at 2 a.m. and that is unusual as hell. And I'm not going over there. Flat out. But again, they're showing up, no sirens, and then they're parking down the street. Now, here's the thing that gets kind of funny. They then show Officer Aaron Dean's body camera. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I want to point out something because I thought this was hilarious. Because when I first started looking for the body camera footage, It showed up on Fox 56. Now, the thing that caught my attention was the young man. He's on there and he goes, we have. The Fort Worth Police Department's heavily edited body cam footage of the shooting. And I was like, why did he say heavily like that? And then. The the question started rolling in my head. Okay. If they're the good guys, why edit the video at all? Uh, okay, you're the good guy. What you did was right. Why are you editing the video? And then two, why'd you edit out audio? Let's go back to that. Why is the audio edited? And now three... If you want real transparency, why even release something that's not transparent? Because I I, see, again, these are things that that I I ask myself sometimes. Because to me, that's like I'm gonna be honest with you. Never. Because one of the things my grandmother always told me was the fact that the devil always had 90% truth in all his lies. And that's exactly what that is. That's devilish as hell. Because if you're going to edit the audio, hell, I edit audio. And I do this for a living. I edit video. I do this for a living. Does that, what am I hiding? Most of the time, it's me um, hard with my horrible grammar for the first part. Or me ranting about something that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Or it's a bunch of dead air. Or it's something that I, it, hell, it don't have any fit for the video. So when you're talking about being transparent as a police officer, what is it that you're editing? Why are you taking anything out if you're being transparent? Because my transparency is this. I'm adding stuff into it. also take a little bit out. But my little bit out is irrelevant to what's going on. And the reason it's irrelevant is because it does not add to nor take away from. I'm going to say that one more time. It doesn't add to and it doesn't take away from what I I have for you. Because when you're talking about this, this situation itself is one of the most, you know what, one of the most confusing. Because I'm going to jump down with real quick. Because I did a video when I talked about, Amber Geiger lied four different times about what happened in the events with Bolton John. And I also said her lies will not make it to court. And guess what? They didn't. She got sued in her personal capacity in federal court. She, Amber Geiger, Officer Geiger was not sued. Amber Geiger was sued. She lost in federal court. Wrongful death that was filed days after her um, killing of Bolton John. Now, in this situation, well, actually, I'm going to have to go back to Amber Cagher real quick. Because if you remember, she was not released. She was not released by the police department. She was continuing to work until whenever the wrongful death lawsuit was filed, the police department let her go. They understand that because they were not going to release her. And even after she bonded out, the day she bonded out, she moved. I've never seen anything like that happen. And here's the crazy part: it's, it's with that, how often are we looking at these horrible police officers that go out and do something and then they're not fired until something happens? And then when they're fired, they're rehired as police officers somewhere else. So I'm guessing police officers don't do background checks on other police officers. I guess I, as long as you've been a police officer, it's cool. You know, damn, damn what you got fired for. You're cool with us. But again, that goes back to what are you train these guys to do? Because my easy targets are Arizona. Because when you say it's the citizen's fault that you're... Sh- that they're being shot by police officers. And then their response to a four-year-old stealing a baby doll is guns drawn, hollering and screaming, yelling, I will bust a cap in your head. And then lying in your police reports and forgetting there were over 100 people out there with video cameras telling the police officers, you need to de-escalate. You need to calm down. But it's the citizens' fault. Just keep that in mind. It's the citizens' fault that they were acting in the manner they were acting in. They were drawing their guns first when there's tasers, when it's their voice, when they have six other options that are non-lethal. The first one they grab is their lethal weapon, but it's the citizens' fault. It's not the way they're trained. It's not the coward training that they're doing. It's not the fear tactics that they are instilling in police officers. It's the citizens' fault. But now, let's go back to Aaron Dean because Saturday, Aaron Dean was still on the police force. Sunday, the chief of police was speaking about how there's going to be an investigation and Aaron Dean is on administrative leave with pay. The mayor was talking about how this was such a tragedy right after the Amber Geiger situation and they really can't tolerate this level of, I forgot, I forgot what she was talking, what she said, but Aaron Dean was still working. Monday morning, there's a wrongful death lawsuit filed against Aaron Dean in his personal capacity. Also, against the police department, because they were condoning his actions. Why? Because he was still employed. Monday afternoon, Aaron Dean is released from the um, Fort Worth Police Department. And all of a sudden now, his actions were labeled against police policy and procedures. Which then made his actions fall under negligence. And I'm pretty sure you remember me giving the video about wrongful death and why Police officers are liable because, again, he had six non lethal options. He chose his lethal option, and his first job is the preservation of life. Anything that he does that does not preserve life is negligence. And they have everything they need suing him in his personal capacity. Say that one more time. They have everything they need to sue him in his personal capacity. But I'm going to back up because they were not going to release him. He was not going to be terminated. He was sit behind a desk. No, he was actually at the house, paid vacation. But then we look at why we don't trust them. Now, I'm going to go back. I'm going to give you the situation. Because I talked about how they were called non-emergency. I talked about how they came up with no sirens. Talked about how there were four officers on the scene. I even talked about how when they walked up, there was no audio. However, at no point did Aaron Dean announce when he saw that the front door was open. Hello, Fort Worth Police Department, is anybody home? He didn't go into the house. I I don't, I don't, I don't mind that but he never announced that he was there. So then he walks around the side of the house, goes to the back, doesn't say anything, has kind of low audible conversation with one of the officers. I guess he's passing by. He looks in the back door. The back door is open. He does not announce. Fort Worth Police Department does not do that at all. So now him and another officer, they're shining their flashlights throughout this woman's house, who's now, she's in another part of the house. And from the looks of this house, at some point, there had to be a party going on. Possibly. Why? Because if you, if you party like I do, and I have my family over, there's probably a door to open. And I tell them, go ahead, get what you got to get. And I'm trying to keep the kids settled. If they're still up, hey, go watch a video game, get the plan. And then, like, okay, yeah, let me go start cleaning this mess up. And the doors are probably still open. There's a good chance of it. I'm not saying it's not, good chance of it. Might be open 10, 20, 30 minutes. Good chance of it. And from the looks of things, like I said, that's what it looked like happened. But here is where I want to have a conversation with my police apologist. I want you to put them in the comments. I want, you to, I want you to send me a little email. I want you to send something explaining to me how this is her fault, not the police officers. I want you to explain that to me. Because she's in her home. She didn't call. The person that called did not call about an emergency. Why are they walking around with their guns out? Explain that to me. Because, cause again, it's, it's a non-emergency. There is no live action happening. In fact, it's quiet in the house. They never announce who they are, what they're doing. Why is his gun out? It's non-emergency. Now, here's where where it gets interesting, to say the least. Because he looks up and he sees, while he's shining his light through this woman's window, he sees someone move. He yells, Let me see your hands, and he immediately fires. I'm gonna say that one more time. Let me see your hand. Pow. Did you? Did, uh, did, how much reaction time? Was that? Let me see your hands. Pow. Three tenths of a second. Now, in his report, he made note: there's a gun in the room. Okay, great. She's at home in her house there's a gun in her house she was nowhere near the gun regardless of what it was she was with not within ten yards of the gun her body was nowhere near the gun and he killed this woman while her eight-year-old nephew watched he gave her three tenths of a second to respond, react, do whatever. What can you do in three tenths of a second? And this is for my police people, the ones that say the blue wall is great. They, they She should have. What? What should she have done in three tenths of a second? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you another, another scenario. Have you ever had one of them days where you just, you just had to pee? Cause see, as I'm getting older, I got to pee. I got to pee right now. It ain't I got to pee, give me a couple, no, I got to pee right now. You understand what I'm saying? It's a right now situation. You get there, you pull your pants off, you sit down, or you get, pull your pants off, you pull out, whip. Sit down for the women. I had to, you know, I had to throw it in there for you. But the whip, now, from the time you pull out to the time... You start releasing the pee to the time it hits the toilet. That's three tenths of a second. That's how long she had to respond. That's how long she had to respond before he pulled the trigger. And the, here go for my basketball people. Give y'all a little concept. One of the fastest jump shot releases in the NBA is Steph Curry. Steph Curry's release. Is about as quick as this officer's trigger finger. But they were not gonna fire him. He yelled something into a woman's house in a non emergency situation. I keep saying that because that's what it was. We're talking about facts. Didn't call 911. He called a non emergency line just for what most of us are using as. As a term to make it simple. A welfare check. To see if everyone was okay. Why is his fucking gun out? Why are the police not re- releasing him? Because I'm going to even give you another teehee. He resigned. He still has his pension. Which he's going to lose in the federal, um, wrongful death lawsuit. He's going to lose that. But he still gets to keep his pension because he resigned. He wasn't terminated. They weren't going to terminate this dude. Aaron Dean was going to continue working. Just like Amber Geiger was going to continue working. Just like these bastards in Arizona. They're going to continue working, getting promoted. Even though they're doing wrong. They know they're doing wrong. And it's okay. Because nobody's fighting back. But the second someone fights back, it's something different now. You're the problem. You're a problem because you're fighting back. And one of the things that I want you to kind of grasp a little bit, because I talk about how the law is not for the innocent. It's not. I don't care how you want to shape it, ship it, how you want to say it, it's not for the innocent. I'm going to give you another example. I had a young lady that I spoke with one day, and it was almost comical. And the reason why it was comical is because this young lady was (laughs) in her 20s. She was in her mid-20s, and she was probably the most innocent person I had ever spoken to in my life. And she spoke about an issue that she was going through with her boyfriend. And she was like, well, yeah, I wasn't really worried about it because he said he had recorded everything, and I was like, yeah, you don't have to worry about that because the police won't bother your phone. And I I started laughing. She goes, what's funny? And then I explained to her, I said, you do realize Facebook and Instagram and Periscope and all these other cloud-based services came into play because the police were deleting people's information off phones or breaking their phones or doing things like that. So the videos would be lost. And she was like, no, that police wouldn't do that. And I'm going to give you another one. She lives in DeKalb County. <laughs> one of my old stomping grounds. I, I actually enjoyed it because I had to give her a story. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of that story. Because... I'm not sure if many of you guys know about DeKalb County, tiny-ass county. But 90% of their revenue comes from traffic citations and jail. They have the big DeKalb County Hotel. And for you old heads, if you watch the movie Belly, DMX, when he's arrested in Decatur, he's in the old DeKalb County Jail, which is right across the street from the new rundown DeKalb County Jail. And the funny thing about it was I gave her the story. I gave her the story of Sidney Dorsey. You can Google it. It's interesting reading. Sidney Dorsey was sheriff of DeKalb County. Sidney Dorsey ran DeKalb County with an iron fist. He was probably one of the most corrupt people you would ever meet in your life. And with him, it was only about revenue. It wasn't all about it. it was only about revenue. He cared nothing about policing, He cared nothing about the law. Everything he did was for money. Everything. Well, Sidney Dorsey had a young man run against him. His name was Derwin Brown. Derwin Brown didn't know a whole bunch about him. But what I did know about him was Derwin Brown was killed early one morning before he was supposed to take the office that Sidney Dorsey currently occupied because he had beaten Sidney Dorsey in an election he was murdered in his front yard and I say that exact because that's exactly what happened he was murdered in his own front yard now the funny thing about it was Sidney Dorsey and his cohorts would have gotten away with it easy money why because they were the ones that investigated this murder Here's the tee he I had to lay on her. They were the ones that committed the murder. And had somebody else not noticed the call times and the response times, they would have gotten away with it. Because that was the, that was the only thing that got him caught. He investigated a murder he committed. And the response time didn't match up. Because there was somebody there that actually wanted to do some police work. This young lady almost fell out of her seat because I told her DeKalb County is one of the most corrupt counties in the country because no one there actually deals in law, no one there cares about law, and no one there even knows law. And I do mean nobody. Because even you had a young man by the name of Robert James. Robert James was a district attorney that was in office that allowed a racketeering case against me that had no money, that had a whole bunch of nothing but then he allowed them to rack up, what was that, 13 times 8. So that's like 100 and blah, blah, blah counts to go to trial against. And the crazier part is the only thing they cared about was convictions. And now Robert James, he's I guess he's a defense attorney. I know I saw a website where he he was talking about his three biggest cases, conveniently left mine off because a guy that went pro se against him in state court beat him in state court or superior court yeah i beat you guys and here's the crazier part about that the three cases that he speak about as his biggest cases all three of them have been overturned most of them for prosecutorial misconduct why because no one cares about the law good chance that no one over there knows about the law. And it's an even better chance that they don't know or they expect you not to know. And to continue submit, keep submitting to them just because they tell you that's what it's supposed to be. And when you're talking about these things and you're talking about the simple fact that The law itself is evolutionary. The things that you're looking at and you won't stop. I talked about sacrifice, and I asked the question last week, is what are you willing to lose to move forward? We talk about the corruptness of most police forces. And even last night, I watched Roland Martin And one of his guests had a great, absolute great solution. And his solution was anybody that is deemed a liability, where they have to be held accountable, not only by the sheriff themselves, but by higher authorities. Anybody that does not meet qualifications every month. They're gone. Flat out, period. It is what it is. Why? Because most of these people are making six figures. People that are making six figures are those that make a difference. And if you're not making a positive difference, you don't need to be there. And the accountability scale is the exact same that's in the military. Because in the military, they call it PT. Your PT scores on right, guess where you're not at. You're getting discharged. You gotta go because you, hey, you can't keep failing here. You have to progress. If you're not progressing, we bye. He recommended the exact same thing for the police. Now, our armed service, is everybody in the armed service excellent people? No. But we're also not running around with a bunch of horrible folks. We're not talking about how everybody in the Army is horrible. Everybody in the Marines are horrible. Everybody in the Air Force is horrible. No, we're talking about the guys that are, and girls that are staying, that are sitting in there. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're qualifying. They're continuing to progress to be better and better and better. Why? Because that's what makes this country better. You want to make this country great? You want to make it great. Damn, again, do you want to make this country great? Let's do something that deals with actual reform. Let's do something that affects the masses, not 8,000 people. Oh, I did prison reform, even though it only helps 8,000 people. Yeah, yeah. But we got 2.1 million in prison. We have 800,000 that's sitting there because of bail that has not been convicted of anything. 800,000 people are in jails right now because they can't afford bail. Not They haven't been convicted of a crime, but they're still being treated as criminals. We're talking about homelessness. But we're saying it's okay to police the way they're policing. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go back to what I was talking about to begin with. But I thought one of the dumbest things I'd ever seen in my life was I was in... Um, where the hell was I? I think I was in California. No, I was not in California. I take that back. I was actually in Georgia. I watched this young officer walk up to a homeless man and tell the homeless man he was loitering. Homeless man was on a box, pretty much. And he was not necessarily in front of a store, he Definitely wasn't blocking the doorway. But he was off to the side. And you actually had to make an effort to go even to see him because he was in a corner. Police officer write, starts writing him a ticket asking for his name and stuff. Homeless man doesn't have ID. And those are why I'm using the word homeless. I asked him after he wrote this man this citation, I said, here's the question. You're writing this man a citation that you know he can't pay. That's one. Two, what if he doesn't show up for court? Now you're going to put him in jail. Right? He's going to get three hides in the cot. But here's the thing, which is that's bullshit too. I said, but What's the point in that? What's the point in doing that when this man cannot even generate any revenue for you? He wasn't hurting anybody. He wasn't bothering anybody. He was in a corner to himself, probably having some type of issue, considering he was homeless. But this police officer thought it was in his best interest to write him excitation, to try to generate revenue from a person that has nothing. And the crazy part is, I look at everybody that I deal with, and I think about the simple fact is, what would I do in your situation? That's why I spoke about lost love. That's why I spoke about me treating your case as it's mine. Because I'm not going to lie, I have a little bit of PTSD, Because it makes me angry. Like, really angry. To watch someone being taken advantage of. It pisses me off whenever I'm sitting there and I'm looking at someone, I I guess, manipulate a situation. And it's unnecessary as shit. Because... If you're just doing something for revenue, I get it. Just tell me that. Oh, this ain't shit, got shit to do with the law. I just want some dollars from you. I'm not going to give it to you. Because everything that I deal with, you charge me with anything, you got to get 12 folks in Jesus to say I did it. I don't give a shit if you got video. You got, As Steve Harvey said, you can have videotape with my social security number tattooed on my ass. You still got to come get it. And anybody can get it. Because at the end of the day, I don't contone this bullshit. If you're sitting up here and you're swearing that you're going to work for my benefit, then work for my benefit. Because just like if I go to McDonald's, and I know everybody hates it, I keep doing this comparison, but I want you to understand something. The people that work at McDonald's, they're working there, they're trading hours for a check. That's it. Hours for dollars. You have a police officer who is a public servant. They're getting compensated for the duties that they have to perform. They're being compensated to be public servants. Now, I had to even drop this on a police officer one day because I asked him. He was like, Well, yeah, I'm an authoritarian. I asked him how. I said, if you're a public servant, how are you an authoritarian? Servants don't have authority. He goes, well, you know, I'm an authoritarian because I'm a police officer. I said, no, in your oath, it says you serve the people. And he sat down and looked, and I said, here's something, because he spoke about how he was Christian. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to let you look it up. I said, but God stated, the greatest among you shall be a servant to all. If you're not serving, you just said you are not a servant. What makes you great? See, that pause for dramatic effect. But I want you to understand, that's the whole mentality of it. You took a job as a servant. You're choosing not to serve. You aren't great. Your greatness is dissipated through your non-respect for your own word. You chose that. Just like Aaron Dean chose to go out and listen and be afraid to do his job properly. And now, when you're talking about me and these McDonald's references, police officers aren't in the exact same place as McDonald's workers. Why? Because McDonald's workers are customer service representatives. They're servants to the customers. I'm going to say that moment, they're servants to the customers. Because here's the thing. When you start out at McDonald's, everybody, one of the things that everybody loves at McDonald's is the fries. I talk about the fries constantly because the fries are fucking delicious. But I want you to understand something. Why is it whenever I ask a police officer to do their job properly, first thing they tell me is, oh, well, you don't know what my job is. Cool. I know what your procedures are because I understand law. According to law, you know, that stuff that you're enforcing. Because your duty is law enforcement. Is that, yeah, you can investigate. I don't have to participate because I'm not a fucking police officer. That's one. Since I don't know your job. Two, until you articulate something. Until you do that. You got 19 minutes, homeboy. Because anything beyond 19 minutes... You are violating my civil rights. I had a cop tell me, oh, it's 45 minutes. I said, okay, you take 45 minutes. I don't consent to it because law says you got 20. Law says I don't have to give you shit until you articulate a crime. If you can't articulate a crime, your investigation can't go longer than 20 minutes and I don't have to give you shit. So, well, that's not true. I'm going to give you the easies again. Terry v. Ohio, must articulate, and that's literally in the decision, must articulate. Terry v. Ohio, Florida v. Royer, you don't have to participate in the officer's investigation. U.S. v. Sharp, they've got 20 minutes or 19 minutes and 59 seconds because anything longer than that, because they have the time to write a warning ticket, that's it. Nevada v. Heibel. No, it's not a violation to give you my name, my first name. No, it's not. Not a fourth-minute violation. However, it's only after you articulate a crime. I don't have to participate in your investigation. I don't have to talk to you. Fuck you. And like I say, a lot of these police officers, including Aaron Dean. He wasn't at that house because he was afraid. He didn't pull out that gun because he was afraid that he was going to be meeting up with someone. His karma that was killing him. His karma. That bitch wasn't beautiful for him. Because his ass was out doing something he had no fucking business doing. He was performing a job that he had no business performing. And the cowards around his ass condoned his behavior. They're allowing the destruction of those that they're supposed to serve. They're allowing, they're condoning, they're okay with his actions. Because there was no reprimand. And then they used his resignation as, oh yeah, we were going to terminate. No, he wasn't. Because we we've seen this movie before. We watched it over and over and over and over and over. How many times was DA asked where they going to prosecute? They was asked Saturday night. They was asked Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Sunday night. No, we're not, we're, we're not looking at charges. No, no, we're not doing that. Minutes after his resignation... Oh yeah, we're issuing an arrest warrant, we're doing this. Oh, what what what, what it, was, it was all good just a week ago. A couple hours ago it was all good. What he did was right. Now all of a sudden it's against police procedures and policies. Now all of a sudden it's negligence. Now all of a sudden it's murder. It's felony murder. And he gave three-tenths of a second because, if you remember, in Arizona, Donald Shaver's was given commands that he could not follow, even if he was a contortionist. The officer that killed him, he wasn't reprimanded. He, res- he resigned. He could still get another job. He still has his pension, and he also was not sued in his personal capacity. He walked out of the courtroom smiling, laughing, tee hee, and giggling after he had failed twice because he, did, he lacked the mental capacity. Compas- what, what is that? Compatibility? Mental capacity? He lacked the mental capacity to perform the job in a shit. in the way it's supposed to be done because he showed that. But we're supposed to be okay with them still working. We're supposed to be okay with these guys jumping from station to station, no matter what they've done or how they're doing it. We're supposed to be okay with that. We're supposed to be okay with the fact that they are literally hunting people for sport. And even Aristotle spoke about the hunting of a man. Once done, there is nothing else that you want to do. That's why you have these officers between year four and year nine that are involved in multiple shootings because they are in the midst of hunting for men. They're in the midst of the hunting of a man. And they have no other feeling that can match that. It's one of those things where back in the 80s when we were introduced to crack, not myself, that... I actually had people tell me crack was like sex, and I was thinking to myself, "Hell, if it's that good, I damn sure don't want it." Because I'd rather have sex, (laughs) you know. But now we're talking about the killing and hunting of a man, multiple shootings. Why are they still working? Why are these officers that are talking about civilian complaints of abuse? Why are they still working? Why is nothing being done to correct that behavior? Why are they instilling hate and fear into these officers? Because, again, if he wasn't trained to do that, Ms. Jefferson would have been given more than three-tenths of a second to respond at her own house. He wouldn't have had his gun out to do a welfare check. Because, again, it's one of those things I want you to think about because you heard about one shot. Immediately after yelling something into the window. One shot. Remember I told you there's four officers on the scene. Four. We don't know about Aaron Dean. Why? Because Aaron Dean's the only one that was stupid enough to pull out his gun. He was the only one scared enough to pull out his gun. But my question is why did nobody... Announced that they were there why did nobody think it was okay to just not announce themselves you got four people there why are you not covering your man six there are so many other things that could have happened instead of taking this woman's life in her own house in front of her child in front of her nephew this eight year old child will now be traumatized because he watched his aunt die in front of him why because you had a coward That the police unions are going to protect. That the police department is going to overlook. The district attorney is going to enable. And you, as the one that's being affected, is going to condone by not fighting, by handing over your hard-earned money for them because again I'm sorry I, I can't get I can't get it to you like that i I just cannot I can nothing in me allows me to say you know what I'm cool you can you can go on and get this bread that I'm working for nope not nope because even if I spend it guess what you got to get that back I need that about you homeboy because at the end of the day why am i giving you something I'm going out and work for my wife and kids for why am I giving you something that I'm trying to better my family with why am, I, why am I working for you? I didn't take an oath. I'm working for me. I'm working for what's mine. No, you can't have it. No, you can't take it. No, you can't talk to me. I'm good. If I don't say nothing to you, keep, keep pushing. Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep it cut, goddamn pushing. Because at the end of the day, if you can't make fries, you can't work at McDonald's. And the one thing that trips me out is just like I said, when you ask police officers to do their job properly, you're a problem. They're, I even had one, why are you being difficult? I would love to go to McDonald's one day and say, hey, man, could you make sure my fries are hot? And they turn around and look at me and say, well, why are you being difficult, dude? Why are you being difficult because you want the fries hot? My question to you is, why do you take a job that you're unable to um, fulfill? If you're unable to do your job, don't put the uniform on. Because that's for brave men and women. It's not for cowards. It's for those that actually wanna serve, not for those that want to be served. It's for those that wanna make a difference, not the one that wanna become part of the problem. So if you want respect, you gotta give it. Because just like in any sport, any contact sport, Respect isn't given, it's earned. Nobody respected Deontay Wild until he knocked out number 40. Nobody respects you until you do something. Do something respectable and then you'll get respect. But those that are watching these cowards perform day in and day out, not correcting their behavior, fuck you too. Because you're telling these bastards it's okay. You're saying it's okay to just shoot first before you even find out what the hell is going on. You're telling them it's okay to be scared all the goddamn time. And if you are scared all the time, why are you putting on that uniform? I mean, it just amazes me. Because even even looking at some other things, I'm dumbfounded at the fact that you'll go out, you'll harm other folks, and then expect them to be nice to you. Because that's one of the reasons why I love El Paso. El Paso, most of these guys here do the right thing. Most of them. Not all of them. Most of them. Because I've actually, unfortunately, run into a couple of these bastards that don't know what the fuck they're doing. However, they are being reprimanded. Now, I appreciate that because El Paso is the safest city in America for a reason, which is why when the mass shooting happened, the reason this young man was able to shoot so many people is because, yes, everybody here carries guns, but nobody here hears them. It was a foreign sound. You don't see police officers jumping out of their cars with their hands on their guns. This is the only place I've ever seen people get pulled over and everybody in the car is smiling. And it's like, it's, it's, it's the enigma here. But I want to I wanna end day with something. Because again, today was about Aaron Dean. It was also about the police union and the police department. And it was also about these horrible officers. And I'm going to leave you with one more horrible police officer. His name is Jonathan Silver. Jonathan Silver is working in, uh, you know, I can't pronounce, but he's working in California. In 2016, Jonathan Silver severely beat a man on camera. He was fired from his job. The man suffered broken ribs and a collapsed lung. This young man did not sue Jonathan Silver nor the police department, but they let his ass go. Kudos to them because he's a fuckboy and he is stupid as hell. However, Jonathan Silver is now working as a police officer in another city in California. My question is, if he's shown He lacks the capacity to do the job properly. Why are you hiring him? Why is the police union backing him? Lastly, why is no one holding him responsible? Why is no one holding him liable? Because at the end of the day, the man he beat in 2016 still has a case that he can file in federal court against this young man. Now, he probably wasn't on the job long enough because I I believe the dude was like 27 years old, 27, 28. I don't think he's got a whole lot of money in his pension. But, you know, I need that up out your homeboy because you're stealing from the people. But again, by not suing him, told him and the other police department, it's okay. His actions are okay. Not a problem. Hold these bastards accountable for what they're doing. Hold them liable for assaulting you. Hold them liable for when they're doing things they know <laughs> they have no business doing and they know they have no business doing. Because you remember, ignorance of the law is no excuse because they're law enforcement. So if you don't know law, how are you enforcing it? If you don't know either one of those, that you are incompetent. You can't fulfill your duties anyway. Bye. And I actually had somebody tell me one day well, you got to think about their families. What about the families of people that are sitting in jail right now? Were the police officers thinking about them? Were they thinking about them when they put them in jail? Were they thinking about their wife, their husband, their children? Were they thinking about their family? So at the end of the day, The reason I holler federal court, federal court, federal court, federal court, federal court, federal court, federal court court, is because if you want a better policing, you need to get better police officers. But in order for there to be changed, you have to be willing to give up something. What are you willing to give up? I'm willing to give up a little bit of time. I'm willing to give up a little bit of money because I'm going to fight. We ain't even got to ask that question. I'm going to fight. Because if you better, you do better. And I want to make sure they do better. Because if I want to be free, I have to fight for what's free, which is me. My freedom is worth fighting for. My rights are worth fighting for. And... Why should I give you something that you didn't give me? That's all I got for today. I love you guys. Keep donating. Let's keep going. Let's keep growing. Apple Pay, Venmo, Google Wallet. And as you know, your boy loves Cash App because of the discounts. And those of you that are going to Starbucks every day and not getting your dollar off, shame on you. Get your Cash App. Get your dollar off at Starbucks. Or well, if not, you can just send me a dollar. I'm cool with that too. Yeah. You, know, you don't need it. I want it. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. Until next time. The chicken